we had a bit of a technical difficulty with a few firemen checking it out, making sure we're safe, we're totally safe. There's a story inside every smoke shop with every cigar and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Boveda. This is Box Press. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Box Press. I am your host, Rob Gagne with Boveda, and today I'm sitting next to Klaus Kellner. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So this is a little bit different because we've already sat down and done a Box Press interview. Yes. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's already up on our YouTube page and on all podcast platforms. So this is totally different. We're actually going to do a taste testing. Is that how you say it? Tasting? A tasting seminar. Tasting seminar on the three discovery blends that you guys have, the Oscuro, Nicaragua, and Yamasa. Exactly. Perfect. So I already know what we're doing, thank goodness. <laughs> but Klaus is actually gonna be the one in the driver's seat here, telling me what we're going to be doing as far as what we're experiencing through each blend and what things I need to look out for. So if you are interested in doing this with us, now's your time to run to your nearest tobacconist, pick up the Davidoff Oscuro, Nicaragua, and the final one, the Yamasa. You can get any size you want. We just have short ones because this is gonna be about 20 minutes of cigar. And uh, yeah, you're gonna walk us through it. Exactly. So what we're gonna be doing, very much like you just said, we're gonna be experiencing uh, the three smaller shapes of each line. Davidoff has come up with a new campaign that I will be talking about throughout the uh, tasting seminar and it's called the Tasty Elements Campaign. So we have attached one element to each one of these cigars, and there's a specific reason why each element works with each cigar. And it's okay. a great uh, marketing campaign, and it makes it very uh, simple and easy to understand and why each cigar tastes the way it does. That's what we like, especially when it comes mm. to tasting. The simpler and the easier mm. it is, the better off we are. Exactly. So why don't we start with the Scurio? Got it. In this Curio, we have different formats. Um, we started with three, a Robusto, a Petite Robusto, which is the one we're having, and we're ha we also had a, a, a Toro. Now we, have, um, now we have a Corona Gorda, and then a Grand Perfecto, which are very interesting shapes. And it's very well loved. It is a blend that is predominantly Brazilian, and you will find a lot of uh, fans. They, this cigar has a lot of fan clubs around the world. When I travel, um, I mean, Brazil without mention, of course, you don't even have to mention Brazil because there's Brazilian tobaccos, but uh, places like Italy, certain stores that have a following for it. Uh, Italy, because of Toscanos, it reminds them a lot about this cigar. But it's very interesting how it is very different from most Davidoff profiles, but it is loved by people that you never expect. So it's different than most Davidoff profiles. So when you guys came out with this, was it a stretch to get the rest of the company on board with like, okay, this fits into our portfolio? Or was it more or less, we need to find a place for this because we think it's valuable? What Davidoff has been doing is that we are trying to find uh, new tobaccos, new regions uh, that, are being that are giving the consumer, are giving the cigar aficionado new taste profiles. Sure. And Brazil uh, has had and does have its small market. Uh, when you talk about tobaccos from, that are coming from different countries, Brazil is never at the top of your mind um, for premium cigars. It is actually one of the top uh, countries in growing tobacco, but for premium cigars, it is not in your top of your mind. But in Brazil, you have Matafina. That, um, I've heard that term yes, before. Matafina what is, that? is um, it's a It's a small region inside the region of Bahia. Okay, it's a region, yeah, growing a, region. A growing region, or yeah, it's mostly a growing region. But the region of Bahia or the province of Bahia uh, is where most tobacco for premium uh, cigars is grown. So you have Matafina, Mata Norte, Mata Sur, uh, which is the, the center, the north, the south of Matafina. Okay. And then you have other regions, you have tobaccos, Arapiraca, but Brazilian tobacco is known specifically for one thing, and it's... Um, it's a spicy character, it's peppery character. Really? And this is something that you're gonna be looking for in this cigar as you go through it. So with, so this 
Is it the wrapper or what is it that's grown in Brazil? So this is actually a blend that is predominantly Brazilian. Um, that has never happened before. All right, so with that little intermission, we had a bit of a technical difficulty with a few firemen. We're checking it out, making sure we're safe. We're totally safe. We stepped outside because it's really loud. And I think we were talking about Brazil. Yeah, we before were. Before we left. We smoked a little bit into it, but not like a ton. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't super far off. But yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. We have a blend here, right? Yeah. That is predominantly Brazilian tobacco. And we're talking about, this is a cigar that is mainly uh, Brazilian tobacco because of the filler and then the binder. The wrapper is actually an Habano from Ecuador. Habano type from Ecuador. Um, in the binder, we have a Cubra. Cubra is a tobacco that was brought from Cuba to Brazil, hence the name oh. Cubra. And in the filler, we also have Cubra again, and we also have Matafina. Both of these tobaccos are grown in Matafina region of Bahia. Okay. And Bahia um, is a region that is predominant uh, for uh, stronger tobaccos, hen uh, hence the Matafina. The Matafina has this tobacco that is very spicy, um, uh, peppery. You have tobaccos with um, higher uh, nicotine content because of the variety that they have. And that's common of Brazil. Uh, common of the variety that okay. is grown in Brazil. Got it. So and high nicotine content. Yes. Um, spicy flavors. Yeah, it creates this, this spiciness, this peppery flavors that, that you would get. But these spices tend to be, uh, especially blended this way, tend to be a little bit more maybe, you could say floral, more like spices. Um, yeah, I'm not getting like cinnamon. You're not getting or, like a pepper spice. Or pepper. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's, for me, sometimes that's off-putting, mm -hmm. that kind of pepper note, if it's too strong. This I'm getting more on like, the sides of my tongue is mm -hmm. tangy, like yeah. sharp. You should feel and like the a- the front is kind of like, tingly and then like you said salty it's tingly feeling exactly that's, that's it's, it's a it's weird a, feeling i've never felt this before out of a it's like stuff. spices it's not like pepper it's like spices uh in, in uh, let's say as an example indian cuisine you know yeah and that it's not like More a pepper like, hot like yeah spicy on your tongue mm -hmm. and um and then for me like down the center of my palate i'm having very much of that like remnant of tobacco burned tobacco like just very it's a good linger on my palate because yes. i can now move it around and it kind of mixes well with the spice on the side of my tongue so your brazilian tobacco your cubra is very sweet really you should be feeling on your lips very frontal of the palate where you have your sweet taste buds and then your matafina is your spices in the center of the palate and a little bit in the nose very floral spices and you should be feeling that if you look at your tongue, the geography of your tongue, most of the stimulation that you should be feeling in your palate should be towards the front. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I first felt it. Now, in the blend, we also have some tobaccos that add acidity and add some uh, stimulation in the back. But this is just to make the blend balanced because the most important thing is that you don't want to make a cigar that is just sweet and just salty, spicy. You want to add some uh, some. Uh, stimulation towards the back so that the stimulation here is balanced and not one dimensional. Yeah, that's that's what I meant by like that down the center. I feel like it's just kind of there and it mixes mm -hmm. well with everything going on. The, the retro hail on this is very easy though. Mm -hmm. From a spice level, if you think about spice, this is not when I retro hail this, I'm not like, oh, it's not strong spice in my nose. It's more smooth and creamy with this um I'm not very good at this, but it's kind of I like the word creamy. Okay. Good. Um, it's good enough for me. Yeah, it, you should the, the you should have enough uh, stimulation in the acid area, creating um, some sort of saliva mm -hmm. stimulation that creates a sensation of humidity in your palate and makes the sensations in your palate more creamy. And what's nice is that to go along with the campaign, what we did was we tagged water to to Escurial. So from water comes originality is a tagline. And in Bahia region, the region is influenced a lot by the Bay of Todos Los Santos, the Bay of All the Saints, that is in okay. the Bahia region. And then of course the rivers. 
you have about a thousand one hundred millimeters of rain that rains in the Bahia region every single year. What does that mean? Is that um, a lot or a little? It's actually um, just perfect. Just perfect. Yeah, it's just just perfect. enough. Yeah, you don't want less. You don't want more. It's it's perfect. Good area. Um, yeah, and of tobacco. course the the tobacco the rain is predominantly focused uh, around the the growing regions of the, the the growing times of the year. Okay. So you have all dry periods. You don't want to grow during that. So you period. don't you don't grow the tobacco during the dry periods. Mm -mm. You focus on the time period that it's given. You can grow year round, but normally there's a about a four or five a month um, time frame that it that's when it's the rainy season. That's when you want to grow. That. And how many crops or how many plantings do you do in that season? Most tobacco is uh, once a year. Some okay. people grow two times a year, depending on the region. Uh, and then some people grow up to almost three times a year. Um, I'll give you an example. For example, in Connecticut, it's from the United States, you can only grow one time a year, and right. that's summer. Yeah. But there are some countries that allow you, and some areas that allow you to grow two times a year. In Nicaragua, you grow two times a year. Uh, in certain places, uh, in the Dominican Republic, it's only one time a year because uh, summer and hurricane season, you Wipe can't you can't plant during those seasons. So every region varies. Okay. Um, so that's that's very particular. But what I like about the cigar is that it creates this sensation of saltiness, you know, yeah. uh, spicy, and then also creaminess, the sweetness, yeah. creaminess, and it reminds me of, of water. You know, it reminds me of the idea that is a saltiness, salty water, of yeah. salty water from the bay, but also the creaminess of when you drink something, you know, and right. then it creates this humidity in your palate. And it's very pleasing, it's very playful, and it's not too powerful in the back. Right, very much so. And too, like, whatever smell I'm getting off the foot of this cigar, just from the smoke that's coming off, it's very unique. And I can't, do you know, like, kind of what it smells like? Because I'm not able to really describe it very well, but it is different than most cigars. Like, if you lit this cigar now in a shop, I would know it because I was like, that smells it's unique. It, what's, what's really interesting is, I think, is, is the spices. Because normally when you go into a cigar shop, um, you're talking about much more peppery, much more stronger, more bitter stimulations, and it fills the air with much more intensity. Where this, this is a much more uh, mellow spice. And, and, yeah. and it hits your nose in a much more playful way and not as pungent. Yeah, it's tingly mm. in my nose a little bit, but mm -hmm. it's definitely not like, Exactly. It's, it's very, it's not overpowering, mm -hmm. but it's just like, wow, that's unique. That's got a unique smell to it. It's and not like most tobacco. And smells. you're, you're going to notice that when we're maybe even talking to the audience is that when you're enjoying these cigars, uh, you want uh, to focus on your nose, but also on your palate. You want to make sure that on your palate, you are feeling where it is. You want to make sure that it is not unbalanced and you want to make sure that it's a positive connotation. But always use your nose and try to uh, combine your taste buds with your nose. And if you can't retrohale, it's not a bad thing. If you can't retrohale, just smell the air around, you know, do yeah, do that. It's, it's an indirect Wafted way. In. Yeah. Of, I don't like to stick my nose right in. I like to fan it into, mm -hmm. my, into my general direction and smell from that. Because sometimes what will happen is if you are just... If you're not used to it, if you're pushing smoke up your nose to retrohale, then what happens is that you're going to be overpowering the sensations yeah. here. You're not going to be able to feel everything that's going on in your palate. In your mouth palate. And it's all about aromas and taste. But ultimately, aroma plus taste equals flavor. It's the combination of these two elements that create the sensation of flavor in your palate that you want to look for when you are enjoying a premium cigar. And that's interesting that you say too, like you can still capture that even without retrohaling because the aroma is coming from just the smoke coming off the foot of the cigar. That being wafted in your nasal cavity and then you smelling it and that all coming together, I like that. Yeah, I, I am, I'm very, I'm, I'm very uh, pro uh, the idea that you don't have to retrohale to enjoy a cigar. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've had many people tell me that you have to retrohale uh, I'm, I'm very pro the idea of you do whatever you want. You know, you enjoy a cigar how you enjoy a cigar, 
but may take into consideration that you should be using both in a certain way. Is it the same statement as like, hey, if you don't retrohale, possibly you're not tasting all the different flavors? Or do you think that just if you retrohale, you get a, another level of experience? You're going to be sensing, uh, sensing the flavors in a different manner. So that's it. So it's just another level that you're tapping into. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily per se that you have to do it yeah, you have in to be, order to enjoy it. Yeah, you have to be very careful with, with the half. That's twos. a good distinction to make. Because mm -hmm. you're right. There's a big debate between mm -hmm. the two. But it's not a you must do in order to enjoy it. It's more of a, it's just another mm -hmm. level. We can move on to the next cigar, I think. Really? I was really enjoying this Well, one. you can continue it. <laughs> but on the side, you can, what's interesting, it might be interesting to keep it lit. And then on the side, you enjoy Nicaragua. You can... Taste it too? Side by side, you can see, okay, this cigar is definitely more this. Okay. And, and it, it might be an interesting comparison. For if those of you- for the task. Well, smoking two cigars at the same time? Yes, hopefully three by the yeah. time we get done with this? Yes, I'm always interested in that. If you haven't smoked two cigars at the same time before, I highly recommend trying it. Uh, possibly either the same blend or a similar blend like we're doing here the Discovery Series, or simply even the same cigar, maybe from like an aged cigar to a non-aged cigar, newer cigar, I don't know. It's kind of fun. What will happen a lot of times is that we are uh, uh, in the factory, we're enjoying several cigars at the same time, and you're going you're gonna to see people jumping back and forth between the cigars right. and trying to identify the minute differences between one and the other. And sometimes wow. very, very similar blends and you're saying, okay, only one tobacco changed from this blend to this, and let's see what it changed in the blend. And we're doing a lot of this. So it's actually a normal practice in factories to enjoy cigars side by side. That's next level tasting, my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to be a, you have to be understanding of your taste bud. You have to be understanding of your palate to really uh, be able to start identifying uh, what the difference is between one than the next are. So what should somebody do in order to get ready for, like if they want to walk through this with us, what should somebody do? Like cleanse the palate. I've heard with almonds, I've heard, you know, milk cleanses the palate. Like what are you thinking is your first step to just kind of get your head into this space? I and think your if you're a beginner, maybe you might need to cleanse your palate more. Okay. But once you are at a, you're a more experienced uh, uh, aficionado, and you enjoy cigars more on a regular basis, then it might be easier to be able to differentiate it without as much palate cleansing. Okay. Because I don't really cleanse my palate anymore. Maybe I just drink water in between. Got it. So now if we're at the, we've got our palate cleansed, but what are we doing with our brain or just thinking about in order to get into this space and understand like, hey, what am I paying attention to? You have to pay attention uh, there's two steps. You have to pay attention first to your palate, uh, meaning uh, your taste buds. You have sweet in the front, salty in the lateral front. You have acid in the lateral back. You have bitter in the back. And you want to pay attention to these four areas. And you say, okay, where is the most impact? Where am I getting the most stimulation? One more time. Let me. So sweet in the front, salty and bitter on the side? Salty lateral front. Okay, salty lateral front. Acid lateral back. Acid lateral back. And bitter in the back. Bitter in the center back. Center back? Yeah, yeah, center back. Yeah, okay. you, it covers the whole back of your tongue. From front to back again. Salty? Sweet. Sweet. Salty. Salty. Acid. Acid. Bitter. Bitter. Got it? Sweet, salty, acid, bitter. And that's, that's, the, that's a know. geography of your palate. Perfect. Um, so you have to figure out, okay, where is the stimulation coming? As for the scurio, you can probably notice that it was more towards the front of your palate. You're like, okay, so this cigar has tobaccos in here that stimulate the front of my palate. And that's predominantly your Cuba Brazil and your Matafina spicy in the, in the center front. Okay. And, and if you become, if you practice this enough and you become an expert and you be, are able to identify these tobaccos, then you can smoke another cigar. I was like, okay, I think this cigar might have Cuba because I'm feeling the same sweet sensation. And that's another level. You yeah. really start being able to pick out tobaccos in blends that you have never smoked before. So for me, like the level I'm at is like, Cameroon wrapper or Cameroon binder, I know it's probably going to have some level of sweetness, but I'm not, you know, that's about it. So this is more interesting because it's, you may not know what is inside the filler and binder and wrapper, 
but at, I could actually kind of guess like, okay, this is tasting like that Brazilian. Mm. It's got that Brazilian flavor to it. So now I know, oh, maybe it has that Brazilian tobacco in it. Yeah, the only thing that you can know nowadays is what the f- companies tell you, the blend mm-hmm. that's inside. But most companies nowadays tell you uh, Nicaragua wrapper, Nicaragua binder, Nicaragua filler. And that's a, it. They don't tell you what they're putting inside. And right. well, no company is going to tell you the percentages and the actual blend of every single uh, cigar. But if you get to a certain level, you can actually start to discern, you can start picking out the tobaccos that they're using. And, and then, yeah, that's definitely a very, very high level uh, way of enjoying a cigar where you are actually uh, analyzing the cigar at a point where you're saying, okay, this cigar is not just tasting the way it is, but I know it's tasting the way it is because it has this tobacco. You know, it's almost like you go to uh, dinner and you they put a plate in you, uh, in front of you and you just start tasting things it's like, oh, I know they put uh, this kind of spice in it. Or right. I know they, they, they put cumin in here because it tastes like cumin. You know? Right. And when you start, when you get to that level, that's another level because you are able to see, okay, the chef used these ingredients. The master blender used these ingredients to make the cigar. Right. This one's totally different. Mm-hmm. Can't put my finger on it right away, but it's more in the center of my tongue right now. Give it a little bit, but you're correct. Initial impact was something that I like to do right at the beginning is say, okay, how strong is the cigar or how intense is the cigar? That's sometimes one of the first things that I look at. Uh, what tobaccos did they use that made the intensity of the cigar be more or be less? And that's normally something very easy for the consumer because the consumer knows what their level of intensity or enjoyment is. And they can say, okay, though, this is strong, this is soft. Right. That's a very basic way to analyze a cigar. Right. And I can ask you, do you think this cigar, Nicaragua Short Corona, is stronger or softer than the Escurio? Well, for me, it's not hitting me on the tip of my tongue and mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not that tingly feeling. Mm-hmm. So when you're seeing but Is it more strength, intense? Is it more flavorful? Is it? For me, it's not more intense. It should be in regards to intensity, maybe strength. It shouldn't be as, as powerful, but it should be more flavorful. You should have more things going on in your palate. And more toward what you're saying, you're feeling more towards the back. And a lot of times uh, people refer to intensity as bitter stimulation and like we mentioned before if you have more bitter stimulation that's towards your back of your palate if you're feeling it more towards the back of your palate most people will say yes this cigar is definitely higher up in the scale of strength so interesting bitter stimulation gives you strength okay and if you feel more towards the back normally people consider that a stronger cigar but for me this is uh honestly if if Somebody was a brand new smoker, I would give them this. Should I not? Is that like, is this stronger per se? Because for me, on my palate, it kind of like rounds out my palate better. Mm-hmm. Not that, that that's, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to go back to it. Not that this is a bad thing, but mm-hmm. this had that, you know, very distinct hitting my palate in specific spots. Mm-hmm. This is kind of overall my palate. I feel like it's kind of just well. This one should be, yes, this one should be more balanced. You're correct. Yes. That's, and yes. for me, when I'm going to smoke mm-hmm. a cigar and like just want to have that, you know, overall good, enjoyable experience, that's what I was kind of looking for. If I want to have something unique and be mm-hmm. like, hey, this is mm-hmm. what I'm tasting. This is what, uh, this is a unique experience. I would go for the S Hero. What you also have to notice because the question that you asked was, should I give this cigar to a beginner or somebody that's new to mm-hmm. enjoying cigars? Most beginners, and I'm saying most because it's not always 100% true, the fact. Most beginners uh, tend to stay away from very bitter cigars, from stronger cigars. They like, start, a lot they of like, they like starting softer. So really? in regards to which cigar is softer on the bitter end, Escurio is softer on the bitter end. That's also why we started with the Escurio. Okay. Because if you were to start with this one, then you would start, it would overlap this cigar and this cigar would not you would not be able to taste only the frontal you'll be also be tasting the back okay so you have to be very careful most most beginners you and you give them a very soft cigar or you give them a, also a shorter cigar so this is a shorter cigar so 
they're going to not get tired as much. You give them this cigar in a Toro format, it might be too much for them. Now I felt it. So I went back to the Oscuro. Mm -hmm. That was all in the front. Yeah. I just now went back to the Nicaragua and you are absolutely correct. It's on the back of my mm -hmm. palate, very distinct right there. Yeah, when you smoke them side by side, you say, this one, that's you feel it all the, just sweet. Sweet yeah, and salty. That's all on the tip. Yeah, all on the tip of the tongue. This was right in the back. And then right this one, you go, and this one goes straight back. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's unique. Yeah. Very interesting. So, but very well balanced on the Nicaragua from a perspective of like, it's not overpowering. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually kind of prefer this on my palate right now. Well, you are an experienced smoker and you are somebody that Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you are somebody that knows what you like. Yeah. You know, so it's personal preference, it's, right? It's There's a also, personal side to this. Exactly. There, you, so, so you have to be as unbiased as possible. Right. And you have to be able to dissect the cigar as unbiased as possible. Just saying, okay, this is stimulating in this area. This is stimulating in this area. And, and you are correct. This one, in essence, because it's this one, the Escurio is more frontal. This one, in essence, is more balanced because it gives more in the back. And especially for experienced smokers, they need more intensity in the back because it balances out the blend. This one is more playful. This one uh, is, is more uh, balanced. And the reason why it's more balanced is because it has four tobaccos from Nicaragua. You have your Jalapa wrapper and your Jalapa binder, which are um, very soft in stimulation, but they have a Bano type stimulation. I'll explain that in a bit. And then you have Esteli tobacco, which is a Bano type stimulation, but it's much stronger. So they both do the same type of stimulation, but at different levels of intensity and different flavors. And when I say lineal stimulation, I'm talking about that if you were to look at your geography of the tongue and you draw a straight line towards the back, your if this is your tongue, this straight line, you have sweet and you have bitter and it's able to stimulate both, but it avoids the sides. That's this why, cigar does. Yes. So your Esteli has the ability to go all the way to the back and stimulate your bitter side. Ah. So that's your Esteli talking. So okay. when you smoke tobaccos from Nicaragua, you're like, okay, most tobaccos from Nicaragua have Esteli in it. Right. Uh, and you would say, okay, this tobacco, Nicaraguan cigars tend to stimulate in the back because they have a lot of Habano type tobaccos in them. Yeah, talk about that Habano stimulation. Yeah. What is that? Habano type stimulation. So there's different types of seeds. There is uh, Virginia type tobacco. Um, oh, there is Habano type tobacco. These are normally the two most predominant. There's many other varieties. Uh, but your Habano type stimulation is one where basically is very lineal in your palate and you have sweet and bitter stimulation. And it is very common in Nicaraguan cigars and also very common in Cuban cigars because they use a lot of this type of variety of tobacco. So when you make a cigar as Davidoff that has Nicaraguan tobacco, the idea was let's create a cigar that has that Habano type stimulation that Nicaraguan aficionados and Cuban aficionados enjoy. That front to back stimulation. Front to back stimulation. Not a lot on the sides. Not so much on the sides. Yeah. And you should be feeling this. You should feel some sweetness, but also I do. hitting back in the, right. in the back. Now that's balanced really? out. Now that's balanced out by two other tobaccos. You have um, your condega that hits the center of the palate, uh, some spiciness, some pepper, and uh, some sort of wooden taste. Uh, you should be feeling some sort of wooden, uh, oaky, taste yeah almost like burnt mm. wood kind of yes that smell that char mm -hmm. that's um, what i get from this and when i say wooden I, I also mean like a heavier taste you can see like the it's not a cedar wood yeah it's not cedar me. it's it's a stronger it's a, wood but it's also a longer finish the yeah. taste lasts longer in your palate absolutely and then you have ometepe which is an island in the lake of nicaragua that they grow year-round there and that stimulates your acidic region of your palate, which creates a little bit of uh, the creaminess, a little bit of the acidity that you should be looking for to create balance. Because if you have a cigar that only stimulates your bitter and not stimulate the sides, then your mouth starts to dry up. And this cigar should not dry your mouth. You should always have some sort of saliva coming and being created, but you, not as much as others. You can even smell the sweetness off the foot of mm -hmm. the cigar. I. I don't drink, but it's almost like a brandy sweetness. 
like a little sweet smell off of like a glass of brandy. Remember that most people that talk about Nicaraguan tobaccos, they and and tobacco in general, they are cigar makers, and we uh, rum? make rum. Okay, so there you go. So go maybe it's rum. rum. Maybe it's but, rum. Uh, more like a sweeter rum, like the, the, the sweeter rums of today, okay. uh, you know, the, the new age rums. Um, but that's very personal because maybe I'm not so in tune with brandies. So maybe I cannot make that connection as you can. What's interesting is that for Taste the Elements campaign, we decided to go with fire for Nicaragua. Really? Why is that? Because it doesn't, to me, it doesn't remind me of like a, like when I think of fire, I think of spicy. Mm -hmm. This isn't spicy to me. Well, remember, not only there's more pepper, this one was more like playful spices. This one has a little bit more pepper, has a little bit more spicy. That's coming from your Esteli and it's also coming from your Condega. But what's also interesting is that we chose fire, remember, also because of the region that we're growing this tobacco. Sure. Because Nicaragua has 19 active volcanoes as a country. And the island of Ometepe, on the island where you grow year round, there's actually two active volcanoes. So you're growing tobacco right next to the volcanoes. It's an ah. active volcano. So it, it creates for soils that create intensity, uh, very strong soils that give a lot of flavor. And that's your Esteli, that powerhouse of a tobacco that is able to stimulate in the bitter end of your palate. Right. So we move on to the next one. Yamasa. Is that how you say it? Um, yamasa in Spanish, yeah. Yamasa? Yam, yam, yam. So some people say Yamesa. No, that's not, that's not that's right. That's not it? Yamesa is not Yamasa. 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 Okay, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Yamasa. And, and actually, if, if written out, there's actually, uh, um, in the Spanish, there's supposed to be an accent on the last A. Um, the making, chica over the A? Yeah. yeah okay. The accent. So the, it, the last, the intense uh, syllable is the, la the last one, the one that you announced it. This smells kind of earthy. Yeah. And hence the tagline. From earth comes complexity. <laughs> really? So this is the earth. So we had water, fire, now we're on to earth. Yes. It smells earth. So Yamasa is a very interesting project. And for those of you that have known Davidoff for a while, know that before Yamasa, there was a line called Puro de Oro. Yes. It used to have a golden band. Absolutely. Was that the gold line? <laughs> <laughs> It's no longer the a gold though. label. Yeah, the gold label. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's very rarely made. It's been discontinued properly, and um, it was replaced by the Yamasa and formally introduced into the black label. Okay. Uh, so that everything lives under one family. So this is this the same blend as that, or is it slightly tweaked? Or it's, it's we're tweaked. using some of the same. We're uh, using some of the same tobaccos, but it's yeah. tweaked. Really, the big difference. Um, is that there is actually some Nicaraguan tobacco in here as well. Okay. But I'll get into that later. That's really the big difference that you can mention between the old version and this one. But this is featuring Yamasa tobacco. So you have Yamasa wrapper and Yamasa binder. From where though? From the Yamasa region in Dominican Republic. In Dominican Republic. Yeah. Okay. So now we're back home. Mm-hmm. Come back to our roots. But we're not entirely back home. Okay. Because the Yamasa region is a region completely outside the normal growing region of the Dominican Republic. Really? Everybody grows in the valley of El Cibao, okay. uh, near Santiago, the center of the island. You know, Cibao? Cibao. Okay. Yeah, that's where familiar. everybody grows tobacco. Actually, Daoraf alone has 14 different regions that they grow in the valley. Oh, wow. And um, it's interesting because, for example, Nicaragua has four regions. Um, Cuba has predominantly three regions. Okay. And Dominican Republic, there's 15 regions uh, identified. That's a lot more than everywhere else. Which creates for the ability to have more soil compositions that influence the tobacco. Because that's the number one uh, factor in tobacco growing is the soil composition, what you're going to get out of it. Soil plus seed. Those are the two Got main it. factors. Soil the variety you're using and the soil you're planting it on. Very so, much like wine. So with this then, since this is a new region, was it hard to plant in this region or was it easy? Or like what seed? Did you have like a seed in mind? What no, did you very do? hard. Very hard. Um, over 20 years to find proper wrapper. It took 20 years to create a yeah. wrapper out of this region? Uh, 
actually, it took about six years to make it interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So now, that's a now, lot. now we've been there for, uh, you could say in the farm that we're at right now, we've been there, I think now 15 years. But to grow our wrapper that we were looking for over wow. 20 years. That is vastly unique than all mm -hmm. the other ones we just tried. Um, can and we're the only people, out, right? we're, we're the only people growing tobacco there too. And you could say that was the dream, create Dominican wrapper at a certain level, you know, um, it's today. Has it never been done or what? what? So it's a very interesting because Dominican Republic as a country is not known as a wrapper country. They grow okay. filler and they grow binder. Where, Where's um, the wrapper coming from then that you're using? Most people from Dominican Republic buy outsourced tobacco from, uh, used to be Connecticut, from, from Connecticut, uh, Ecuador. Um, you have wrappers from uh, Cameroon. Right. These were all the different regions, right, that were being, you were growing wrapper. But um, what's interesting is that there are certain people in DR that have wrapper, mm -hmm. but they have very uh, small farms. So you have different companies that have their own private wrapper. Okay. Uh, and, and, and that's very well known. There are certain companies, certain brands that have their own private wrapper. So Davidoff has now their own, and it's actually an immense farm. You know, really? We're talking over 200 acres, and the whole thing is um, shade grown. The 100%. seed varietal then that we're doing? It's a hybrid that we created. So Davidoff had to create a seed just for this region. Mm -hmm. And that's what took 20 years is to kind of figure that out. What, what we, Over the years, we've used many different seeds. Uh huh. Um, back in the day with Puro de Oro, we were using our it, it, iteration, their numbered uh, 133rd seed that we had created. Um, for Yamasa right now, we're using 254, if that means anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> the 254th seed that we've created. Wonderful. Will that keep growing or will you? We change from time to time. Every okay. couple of years, we, we find one that works a little better and everything. Okay. So it's always it, developing. It's all, yes. It's, it's always changing and we're always improving upon the farm. But you're still keeping the flavor components mm -hmm. the yeah. same, hitting that note that you want to hit. It's still the same. So these are seeds that we create and these are still the same family of seeds. Uh, so in essence, uh, we're not like bringing in a 100% different variety of tobacco into this region. We have, but like for example, we have actually grown Connecticut seed in Yamasa, right. and it doesn't work as great. So we've tried all these different seeds, so we, we're doing our hybrids and they work very well. But Yamasa is red, the band, because we decided to go uh, from earth comes complexity, I'll explain that in a bit, yeah. and the earth is the most important factor of the Yamasa region. We chose the region because we have great climate for a wrapper there, mm -hmm. a, a nice cloud coverage, tons of rain. Um, but the earth, because it was the earth and the soil, the farm is really close to the mines where you grow your nickel, that you grow, you're, you mine, you mine your nickel, nickel your silver, your, your gold from the country. Uh -huh. This is a soil that's very high in iron content. Okay. So it creates for a very unique flavor profile that is uh, a very low pH soil that gives this sort of spiciness in the center of your palate and then a lot of sweetness. You should be feeling a lot of sweetness on your... On I your got mind. some side tingle. You have some side tingle. I'm going to explain where that's coming from. Okay, good. But your Yamasa is mainly center of your palate and then sweet all in one, which is nice. Uh, creates this uh, complexity in the front of your palate that is overlapping with other tobaccos. And what we have is a soil that's very low in iron content and creates this um, uh, kind of like uh, uh, like this savory sensation in your palate in the front that is like spicy, salty, and enhances the flavor. Uh, kind of like what MSG, monosodium glutamate, does. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting because the cigar is called Yamasa, and there is soy sauce, the Yamasa soy sauce. And, and, and that soy sauce is basically that. There's We're, soy sauce in this cigar. They just kind of drizzle it in. Oh, yeah, it's infused. Do not believe a word he says. <laughs> no, this is definitely that, that tingle on the front of my tongue. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it carries all the way back. It's a great, it's not super sweet, mm -hmm, but it's yeah. the right amount for me to go, oh, 
that's so, definitely different than the ones that we just had. So the wrapper is and the binder both are Yamasa, but we have uh, five other tobaccos inside. And this is where the complexity comes in. From earth comes complexity. What is complexity? In the Nicaragua, for example, we have one tobacco that stimulates the front and the back. We have one tobacco that stimulates the sides and we have one tobacco that stimulates the center. One tobacco for each area. That creates okay. balance, right? In Yamasa, we don't have four types of tobacco like in the Nicaragua. We have uh, one, two, we have seven tobaccos in there. Right. Right. The wrapper and binder. And five fillers. And then five fillers. Yes. It's a lot. And you have a San Vicente from the region seven, which is Hikome, and a San Vicente from region 14, which is Damahagua in the Dominican Republic. And both of them are stimulating here. But it's not just okay. one stimulating in the side, it's two stimulating in the side, and they taste different. So you have two tobaccos stimulating in the same region. Here. Then you have. How do you, dis how do you distinguish that? Well, once, when, when, when they're together, it's a little harder to okay, distinguish. Good. But when I'm they're separate, like, I'm not yeah. picking up two different no. flavors. I'm just getting but, some stimulation on the side. Exactly. Got it. But um, but if I were to taste them individually, I would be able to tell like, okay, this one is mm -hmm. more what? Tingly one, on one, the side? One would, one would be more like a lemon acidity. And the other one would be more like an orange acidity or maybe like a, a lighter acidity. Uh, maybe like a green apple. My second puff in, I don't know if it was my nose or my palate, but I kind of was like, ooh, I felt, I felt like I just smelt an orange. Yeah, that's that's your that's your one of your San Vicentes acting up in there. Wow. And he's on point. And what happens oh. is you then you have two tobaccos that are Habano type. You have Piloto, which is the uh, Cuban seed grown in Dominican, and then you have your Esteli, which is the Nicaraguan one. And they both have the same type of stimulation, lineal, like I was explaining, Habano, but they are taste completely different. And they have both the same area of stimulation. You're sweet and bitter. So now you have two tobaccos on the sides and you have two tobaccos that are lineal. Then you have two Yamasas in the front. Then you have also a Condega in the center. So you have this overlapping wow. of flavors in the palate. Kind of go for a ride when you're smoking. And it creates a sensation that a lot of things are going on in your palate. And it creates the sensation that there's complexity. Absolutely. And, and that's what complexity is. Complexity is not one dimensional. It's not one flavor. Complexity is a lot of flavors brought in into one right. and merging together in a proper way. Do you think the more complex a cigar is, the better it goes with food and drink? Mm. The right answer to that is it depends. Dang Be it. I was trying to get you. Yeah. you know, because no, I can't commit to that. <laughs> because if your food or your drink is very light, then it just then a cigar. very uh, flavorful, complex cigar is going to overpower your food and your drink. Now, if you have a very tasty food, very tasty, uh, rich red wine, you know, with a lot of tannins or very uh, a flavorful, uh, you know, uh, smoky whiskey or something, you know, yeah. that has a lot of intense flavors in your palate, then a very complex cigar, a much more powerful cigar might be better because then now you have two very complex elements coming into play. When you can't have a very light one and a very complex one. Right. You can't, you can't. It's gonna... So we, if we're pairing cigars with a food or a drink, we should look at complexity as part of it, not necessarily strength. Mm -hmm. And when we say it's very strong in, you're not saying necessarily the nicotine content, you're saying the strength comes from the complexity of the flavors that you're getting. In Davidoff. Yeah, in, in especially this Yamasaki. Because there are some strong cigars that are just strong. Right. <laughs> I mean, there are some cigars that will have you on the floor crying. Right. And this is strength <laughs> in complexity. Yes, we don't. Yeah, we don't want. Davidoff does not make strong cigars. Davidoff makes flavorful cigars. You will never have a Davidoff cigar that destroys your throat or destroys your palate. That's not a thing we do. We want to make a balanced cigar and a positive cigar that is flavorful. You know, we don't want to make something that is one-sided, one-dimensional, and or that is just so strong or so bland that it's just not pleasant. Right. You know? Yeah, palate fatigue is what I call that. Yes. If you have palate fatigue, something that just overpowers your entire palate. And then what ends up happening is you smoke half the cigar and you let it go and then it's a waste. That and you might be not able to smoke stuff later mm -hmm. on because you're like, your palate's already like, whoa, too much. Yeah, and, and this is the last cigar out of the three. You notice that even though we haven't really cleansed our palates, right. you know, um, 
you can feel the difference completely. You know? I'm amazed by that because I thought for sure I'd be like very confused mm -hmm. and not be able to taste anything that you're talking about, but I actually can. And immediately, mm -hmm. like, right away, when I light up each different one, I'm like, wow, that's totally different than the mm -hmm. other one in a great way. Yeah. It's and not in a way of like, oh, that's super spicy. And it's, yeah. So it's the complex. way we started was uh, very sweet and salty, right? Mm -hmm. uh, very frontal stimulation, very playful, very mm -hmm. light. Then something a little bit more balanced that was actually able to hit the back and bring in some more uh, spiced peppers into the mix. And then now you're going to something that is much more flavorful ar around the whole palate, but it's much more wooden, much more earthy, and the peppers are more intense. There's your piloto and your esteli coming in. Now this is more of like a strong pepper sensation on your nose. Hmm. And it's going from lighter to stronger. You don't want to go the opposite way. And all three fit perfectly into the whole tasty elements where you have water, you have fire, and you have earth. And then all three per go perfectly into the idea that we're bringing in new tobaccos from different parts of the world. You know, from Brazil to Nicaragua to a brand new discovered region that nobody else grows tobaccos in. In the Dominican Republic. In the Dominican Republic. Yeah, I would definitely say, especially on the retrohale for this Yamasai, do taste that pepper the mm -hmm. note, but it's not overpowering. Like I said, I don't I don't necessarily always like that. And it's for me, this is perfect. I wouldn't describe this as a pepper bomb or anything like that. I would describe this as a very well balanced, fun, unique cigar. Well it's also when you do this, do that, you'll feel like the salty sweetness on the tip. That's your yamasa. So like Put your tongue on your lips and, and then kind lips. of rub them together. Yeah. That's your salty sweetness. That's your yamasa. When I do that and I feel that earthiness in the back, but also like this, I was like, okay, that's, that's yamasa. And I can identify yamasa. And your yamasa um, is is that cigar that, it, like you said, it's not overpowering, it's not peppery, but it's also able to bring uh, intensities and complexities towards the front. Yeah. There are just some cigars that just go to the back and forget about the front. Yeah. You know, and it, it just tires you out. And then you have to drink water or whiskey. And and then cigar bars make more money mm. <laughs> because they buy, they, they sell more whiskey. All three of them were great cigars. And I like ge getting into it and kind of geeking out on mm -hmm. the, what it, what am I really tasting? Where is it hitting me on my, on my mm -hmm. tongue? I know I'm not going to do this every time, but it really does help me now understand, okay, this is where this cigar fits. If I'm going to go ahead and give it to somebody or if I'm going to try to pair it with food or a drink, mm -hmm. I know exactly now where it's going to fit. And what I also like about these three cigars is that they are shorter experiences, but they deliver what each one of the lines means exactly. But also, they're not just shorter experiences, but the ring gauges are smaller. And it's predominantly with the Yamasa because the Yamasa is a very uh, tasty cigar uh, because the ring gauge is smaller and you have... Uh, more uh, percentage of wrapper binder for the ratio of the whole blend, you can actually taste the Yamasa wrapper a lot more. Right. When you have, um, for example, we launched Yamasa in a size, excuse me, we launched Yamasa in a size six by 60. That's huge. And uh, well, with seven different tobaccos, you think yeah. it will work, right? No, it, it, and it works. But what's interesting is that you taste the Yamasa less in that one because there's so much tobacco in the center uh, uh, making it, the percentage of filler inside the cigar is a lot higher, so you taste less Yamasa. So sometimes when I want to go and taste the wrapper, and I'm looking to taste the wrapper of a certain cigar or a brand, I go for the very uh, thin sure. thin ring gauges because I'm going to be able to taste more of the wrapper. And these cigars come in all different sizes, mm -hmm. you know, longer yes. box mm -hmm. presses. Does this come in a box press, the Yamasa? No, Yamasa actually only comes in four sizes, Okay. Uh, plus the six by 60, so technically five. Yamasa comes in uh, the Petit Churchill, the Robusto, the Toro, and a nice pyramid shape. Okay. So piramide. So what's really interesting is that because of the piramide, the shape, you actually get to cut about right here. And the opening of a piramide, uh, the cut ends up being almost like the size of a hole punch sometimes. Ah. And a, a smaller opening will change how you perceive the cigar. Why is that? Uh, because... Um, less smoke is going through, it gets filtered at the end. So it ends up being a little softer. 
So really? if you don't, if, if you are somebody that likes the flavor profile of, of, the, of Yamasa, but say it might be a little too strong for me right now, maybe go for a hole punch or do a smaller opening or do the piramide. And it's going to give you this sensation of a softer uh, intensity, but the same areas of stimulation are being stimulated. Okay. Super I did not know that. Yeah. Learned something new. I didn't know that the, uh, the opening would actually give me that control. Yes. Intensity. I have been in seminars. It's really cool. I've been in seminars where 50% of the people are doing straight cut and then 50% of the people are doing hole punch. And the people that are did the hole punch on these tables to this side are tasting something completely different than the people that are doing straight so cut. So you can smoke the same cigar, just cut it differently and you'll have a totally different experience. Yeah. Two of them at the same time. Normally same flavors, but the intensities change completely. Somebody will rate the cigar a 6 out of 10 in strength and the other people will rate the cigar a 4 out of 10 in intensity. Ah, that's normally the big influence. Okay, man, this has been super educational. Thank you so much for being here. If, if you guys are at all interested, guys, gals, you need to get out there and try different cigars through a line like this. See what it has to offer. Really sit down and think about it. Maybe if you have to do it on your own or, or with a friend even, it would be a lot of fun. Um, I learned a lot. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I mean, when I came up with this idea, I was very excited because for me, it is very important that people understand what we do and understand what we offer. Um, and to be able to do it in a medium where it can reach so many people, it's, it for me, is, is great. Wonderful. We appreciate it. Thank you all for checking out another episode of Box Press. I know this was a little bit different format, but hopefully you're able to sit down with these cigars and go through it with us. We appreciate it. You know where to find Boveda, Facebook, Instagram. We are even on Twitter. And if you're listening to this on Box Press uh, podcast platform, go ahead and check out the YouTube videos that we have to offer. You'll get to see class in person. You'll get to see all the labels in person. And you'll even get to see us smoking them. It's great. We're very, very interested in you watching everything we have to offer.